The following program may, and likely does, contain mature content unsuitable for younger listeners, up to and including conversations of a sexual nature. Simon and Chris are kinky dudes. So if you're then less than legal age, shield your ears, child. Or don't. I'm not your dad. World Premiere Hello, Hello. and welcome to Teabags and Joysticks, the kinky video game podcast. I am Chris. And I am Sai. So, as you may have noticed, this is an episode that's coming out a little bit earlier than normal. Guess it's a bonus episode. Yay! Bonus episode! (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we thought we would do just kind of a quick... I guess post E3 roundup. Yeah, just because quickly talk about. E3. Yeah, like so, <laughs> we're very aware that one, like we're doing Pride Month, so Pride is naturally a little bit of a heavier topic. But also, if we didn't do a separate E3 episode, it would just take over the the podcast because there's been so much come out. Basically, yeah. I mean, Pride Month so, is always June, and E3 is always June, so what can we do? Yeah. That's <laughs> the kinky video game podcast. I expect this to be the, the sort of habit going forward. There will be a separate E3 roundup. Mm. So with that said, where do you want to start, Chris? Uh, to, do we start with some world premieres? I don't know. <laughs> world premiere. <laughs> um. Okay, I'll tell you what. What we could start with because it came. I well, it became aware of it a couple of days before E3. Right. Um, the Borderlands Tiny Tina D and D. Um, I can't remember the proper title off the top of my head. Like they're doing an entire game based around the Tiny Tina's D and D type. DLC that they did for Borderlands 2. What? Okay, I I don't know what you're talking about, but tell me. Uh, So, they are making a game called Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and it's based on uh, the Dungeons & Dragons DLC that they did for uh, Borderlands 2, which was... It was a trip, right. quite honestly. Okay. Like they they did some really cool things with that DLC, and basically, they've looked at that and gone, "Let's spin this out to be an entire thing." Yeah, sure. So, hmm. I mean, I'm all for this. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm because yeah, go on. I'm all for this. Uh, off topic. I'm kind of also. Really looking forward to a Borderlands themed D and D campaign. We will have to go through and play the Borderlands Two expansion at some point because that's a <laughs> that's a thing. Um, but yeah, like this, I'm a little bit nervous about this because while the Borderlands Two DLC for the D and D take was really really good, mm-hmm. Borderlands Three didn't quite land for me. Not quite. Yeah, it wasn't a bad game by any stretch. It just didn't quite land in the same way as the previous titles had. I'm really hoping they pull this one out of the bag and they kind of take a step back and realize what worked so well in that last one. 
But yeah, that's that's one that's immediately on my list from like a world premiere standpoint. <laughs> Anything like immediately jump out for you? I mean, Forza Horizon always jumps out to me. Like that. Oh, that game looks pretty. <laughs> that looks ridiculously good. I think I said to you like there are, and I definitely said this on the stream when we were when we were streaming it like. Mm-hmm. There are points where you will look at that game and you would have to try very hard to separate that from a picture. Exactly. Exactly. There the was only thing that gives that away at were... times is the particle effects. Yeah. There was one scene where they were just focusing on the on the scenery. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. That that looks super realistic. Is this cinematic or is this in game footage? Yeah. And then the cars came across the screen. Like, okay. The only thing that that surprised me with that is I thought we would get a motorsport entry into the Forza series before we got a New Horizons, yeah. because they tend to run them sort of in tandem. You get one, then you get the other. They do, they do. Uh, I don't know, I don't, but I, I, I don't mind it. I, oh, I, I don't mind it. I'm just saying, but yeah. I do think it really shows off the potential of the Xbox. I yeah, really well. Yeah. But this is the thing with racing games. Racing games are a weird thing in video games where because of the way that games work and the processing power required to do first person things and have you interact with the world in that way, you don't need to do half of that when you're doing a racing game, which means you can dedicate more power over to doing the graphics and the visuals. Mm. So... Racing games always look really, really good. There's a reason most companies yeah. use them to show off their graphics. Yes, but I'm still all in for that. Like that looks really cool. If a racing game doesn't look good, there is something wrong. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Talking of things that look really good, but like there could be something wrong. Battlefield? I don't know. I I I am very intrigued. I'm very interested in it, uh, even though I'm not really a, kind of a shooter person. But yeah, um. I'm. So I'm apprehensively excited mm. because it looks like they're taking a step back towards the Battlefield Four and Five. Um. Sorry, Battlefield 3 and 4, uh, like, settings, I guess, in terms of, like, more modern weapons and all this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Because when they went back to World War 1 and 2, like, I get why there's an appetite for that sort of thing, but honestly, war games set in that period have never quite landed for me. And this could be because, like, I remember, like, growing up on... Call of Duty and yeah. uh, Medal of Honor and like all of the sort of classic World War games when the only way you could do a war game was to do World War. And so for me, I'm kind of burnt out on that kind of thing and I have been for a very long time. Fair enough. Um, I'm I, yeah. looking forward to it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, don't mind, I don't mind the occasional World War games like I get them so I 
it's weird because I don't mind them narratively as long as they've got, I guess, a fresh take. Mm-hmm. Fair. But I'm not the biggest fan. Like, to me, there's a little bit of a... It feels awkward to kind of gamify something so... Yeah, it it yeah. just feels weird to me. It always has done. Whereas, like, if you set it in a future conflict where, you know, it, literally this conflict isn't happening, this isn't a real conflict, like, th- there's a lot to be said for that detachment from reality. Uh... What about big surprises? Is there anything that, like, really jumped out at you you didn't expect to, or that you weren't kind of hyped for before that you are now uh okay i need to think about it uh dear um this is not completely new i guess but i do look forward to the Baldur's Gate 3 uh, i mean it is already in early access mm-hmm okay i didn't actually see anything of that one um yeah, so it's done by uh, I can't remember the developer, but the the the, the guys who did um, the original Sin series, right? Okay. So uh, Bioware are no longer doing Baldur's Gate, mm-hmm. uh, and it's more it's turn based now rather than kind of a, a real time RPG. So okay. Yeah, again, pretty much like original sin. Fair enough. Um, for me, the biggest jump out that I wasn't expecting to see is Mario Rabbids. Is it Spark of yes. Hope? Yes, actually. Like, when did that game get a sequel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Nintendo are really good at doing this thing. It's just like, oh yeah, like. This is coming, but down the line sometime in the future. And it's just like, you kind of get this idea. And even if they don't say it, there's usually some sort of press leak or something happens somewhere in marketing that makes you go, hmm, I wonder if this could be a thing. <laughs> that just came out of nowhere. And now, fair enough, it, I didn't know this as I was watching the announcement, which will be very obvious if you, if you uh, watch the video on demand on Twitch, but I didn't know it was coming out. Apparently, it got leaked the day before because Nintendo accidentally let the web page go live too early. Right. <laughs> but it's just like that. I am all for more Mario Rabbids. Like, that game, it, the original of that game is one of the best games on the Switch. Honest to God, it's one of the best games on the Switch. If you've not played it, think. XCOM meets Mario. <laughs> yeah. Add some rabbits. But with that little bit of <laughs> twist of humour that, like... Like, Mario has humour, but it doesn't usually have that daft humour that the rabbits bring. Oh, no, yeah. And it's kind of like, you get the gameplay elements from XCOM, but without the intermission bullshit, frankly, because I can't be arsed with the half of that micromanagement crap. You get the, like... I guess safety net 
of Nintendo and Mario and those characters because you kind of know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. But then the Rabbids kind of soften that edge, give you a little bit more of the humour, but it's not so far over into the Rabbids humour that it becomes annoying minions. And Mario gets a gun. <laughs> it's like... If that, if any of that sounds like this is something I'm curious about, go play the first one and then get hyped for the second one because, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> also, Rabid Rosalina just gave me life because it's just like, I know that feeling. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I am the antisocial. Um, uh, okay. hmm. What do you think of Starfield? Oh, I don't know. I really can't decide. Mm. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm all for more space games. I'm a big fan of Elite. I'm a big fan of sort of anything in sci-fi. That's kind of my area. High Fantasy doesn't do it, which is why Elder Scrolls has always felt a bit off for me. Like I've enjoyed Skyrim, etc. It's just never quite sat with me as a I'm going to always look at these things. Something special has got to be there to pull me in. The thing about Starfield is we basically know nothing yet. Yeah. Because it's just a cinematic trailer, and while sure it might be an engine, but eh, it doesn't show me anything of interest yet. It, I, like, yeah. I'm curious, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I, it also has the legacy of being a Bethesda game. And Bethesda game tends to go in one of two directions. It's either really, really fucking good or really, really fucking mediocre. Mm. <clears throat> and so, basically, I'm in this position right now where I want to know, is it, are we talking, say, Fallout but in space? Which is kind of what it sounds like it might be because of the whole, like, got to go out and expand and everything else because last of the things, like, fine. Hmm. I'm good with this, potentially. Long as they learnt their lessons from Fallout 4, because they have lessons to learn from Fallout 4. Or is it going more in the Skyrim kind of Elder Scrolls thing, where it's like, oh, there's this world cataclysmic event and everything is going on as normal underneath it. Like, eh, which of the two is it going to (laughs) be? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I don't really have an opinion just yet. I'm I'm kind of waiting for more. What I do have an opinion on is Microsoft have been very fucking smart because that's one of the most anticipated titles coming out of Bethesda for a long time because everyone thought it was coming to everything and they've been teasing it for, what, four years? It feels like four years. It might not quite be. Like, And then Microsoft came in and went, "Mm, they're ours now, that's exclusive. Yeah. Like, that's... (laughs) You know? Yeah, better be good. <laughs> Is there anything that disappointed you? Uh, I'm not sure, but I was expecting... I was expecting a new Assassin's Creed. Okay. I thought they were going to do a new Assassin's Creed. but So it's not exactly disappointing of something that was shown, just like something that didn't show up, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. <laughs> uh, I'm actually not too sure about Far Cry Six. 
See, I'm about to be a hypocrite here because I'm a, I'll hold that a little bit for now. Far Cry 6 intrigues me. Mm. I've never been a Far Cry fan. Never played a Far Cry game because none of them have kind of put themselves out there in a way that really takes my fancy. Yeah. Closest thing I've come to is Far Cry Blood Dragon because of that was like I didn't play much of it, but what I played of it was a fun romp and just full of like really bad seventies, eighties tropes that was just funny. Okay. Now something about the narrative of that game that's being shown intrigues me. I don't know what it is, I can't put my finger on what it is, but something about it intrigues me. Not sure, however, if it intrigues me enough to play it versus watch a let, uh, let's play versus watching a let's play on YouTube or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, right. Hmm. It's that thing. It's just like you know how like there's some games that are really fucking cool to play, and then there's some games that are really fucking cool to watch, and then there's other games that you will watch, but you kind of wish the story was in a different medium. Hmm. That's where I'm at with Far Cry. <clears throat> but that kind of this is also about to make me a bit of a hypocrite because that's kind of my disappointment as well because my disappointment of E3 was the entirety of the Ubisoft showcase <laughs> right <laughs> like, apart from Ubisoft, Mario and like, apart from Mario and Rabbids <laughs> like so Rainbow Six Extraction when it came on like I was looking at it and I'm like oh this looks really cool this is really kind of my thing you know sort of and it still kind of is. Mm-hmm. But then re-watching it afterwards, when the gloss is off, because you're aware of what it is, and you're watching more of like the gameplay aspects and the way it plays, it's a really cool idea. Yeah. Mm, I'm not sure it's going to play well, though. Because Ubisoft is... Well, Ubisoft is Ubisoft. Um... Ubisoft have a very particular style with their shooting games, and mm-hmm. it doesn't tend, not always, sometimes it does, but their shooting style doesn't tend to work for me, and it's its one of those things that I mean, kind of <laughs> wish it was a different publisher. No shooting <laughs> styles work for me, so, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, but you know what I mean? Like, you know when you know when a company comes out and goes, oh, we're doing this kind of game, and you, you kind of side-eye them and go, really? That's what you want to do? <laughs> it's like, don't get me wrong, Ubisoft have got good shooting games, just it doesn't work for me. Um, And then just, in fact, no, you know what? Let's say I give them Rainbow Six Extraction and I give them Rabbids. Right. What they then showed off from there was Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC, which apparently they've already had some DLC. Yeah, yeah. Somehow that completely passed me by, which tells you how well that game did. I mean, I mean, do, do you pay any attention to Assassin's Creed Valhalla anyway? No, but I usually hear when it's getting DLCs and things. I did with Odyssey. Uh, okay. Um, Far Cry Six. They've announced Battle Pass expansion, which means it's constantly pay to fucking get content and shit and just no fuck off yeah what happened to good old dlc 
And then they spent a ton of time showing off more Rainbow Six, like their standard Siege stuff, which just bores the shit out of me. Which is the other reason why I kind of looked at Extinction afterwards and went, eh. And then they went to... They went to the Watch Dogs DLC, which, okay, that's potentially cool, but you'd already kind of told everyone this was coming in your pre-roll, and what you showed in your pre-roll was better than what you showed in your conference. Yeah, and I don't... I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, the, the Watch Dogs DLC, Watch Dogs Legion, completely having main characters kind of... defeats the point of Watch Dogs Legion's. I, I don't get it either. Like, this isn't kind of what I mean. It's just like, don't get me wrong, what they showed in their pre-roll was kind of cool, but it's just kind of like... Yeah. Okay. No, I need to know more. That's like, a thing. Are they going to be background characters, or are we actually going to get to play them? Because if we're going to play them, that's not really the point of Watch Dogs Legion. I mean, Ubisoft completely changing course midway through a series? Yeah. <laughs> And then they spent, like, the back half there, one more thing was an Avatar game. I know. Where did that come from? I don't know. Like, I, I don't. where think... did that come from? Why? Yeah. And is this the new movie? Like, genuinely, a lot of the time I'm sat there going, is this the new movie? It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like... <laughs> like, I think most it, people have just... forgotten it... about Avatar by now. Well, yes and no, because there's new movies coming. But... Yeah, yeah, but I guess there's a kind know. of a tie-in mean... when it eventually comes out. But, you know, it's been like more than ten years since Avatar 1. Like, I get it. I, I, The thing is, I get it. I get why Ubisoft would get that license. Hmm. Because if you're going to set a world in, if you're going to set a game in the Avatar world, you kind of need to do Ubisoft's open world gameplay loop with yeah. exploration stuff. Yeah, like their Assassin's Creed exploration type thing. Like that is a good fit for Avatar. Yeah. I'm just kind of looking at it, going, I couldn't give less of a shit. <laughs> it is what they do. It's like, I really don't care for Avatar. You know. <laughs> I mean, that's. That's fair enough. That's more. That's more an avatar more than Ubisoft, I guess. Probably. This is true. No, no, and this is true. It's just Ubisoft is always a weird one at E3 for me because I watch their stuff and it's like, okay, that's not for me, but that's cool, and I can respect it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the company because of some of the things that they've done, which they handily sidestepped once again in their CEO who are. Talk yeah. to camera piece. But, like, I can watch their stuff and go, okay, that's not for me, but I see why that's cool. This time I'm looking at their stuff and going, okay, that's not for me, and it's just more of the same shit. Yeah. Like, literally, the only thing to come out of there that was in any way not an expected trope or something like that is Mario and Rabbids and. Kind of Far Cry 6, but at the same time, it's more Far Cry. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I will mention Rocksmith, which I always think is a really cool thing. Uh, 
I've never played it, What's obviously. That? I still can't play guitar, but... Um... Rocksmith was Ubisoft, yeah? It is Ubisoft, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Rocksmith... Rocksmith was one of those disappointments for me because I was watching that because I wasn't familiar with Rocksmith. I'd heard the name, but always thought it was like a Guitar Hero light type thing. Right. And I'm watching their trailer for it, going, "That's really cool. That's really really cool. I could like really get into that, especially since I've got like the microphone and everything for the PC for the podcast. Like, I've got a decent mic. It's going to pick up well. I could actually, you know, try and learn a, a, a guitar instrument. You know." <laughs> And then I looked further into it, and it's an online subscription, and it's... Well, no, in fact, no, I didn't even look further into it. They said it in the trailer. It's like, it's an online subscription, this, that, and the other. They have not announced how much that's going to be. No. Yeah, I know. They've not announced how frequently you're going to have to pay it. They've not announced any of the key details around pricing, longevity, etc. And I'm just like, mm, nope, bye. No, no. I'll find a different way. Yeah, I always say it's Rocksmith is... Like the original Rocksmith when it first came out. That's a really cool concept. Uh, I think it does work quite Don't get me wrong. It's a really cool like idea. It's a really cool bit of tech. Mm-hmm. I just don't see why it has to be a subscription service. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. That's... Mm. Is there anything that, like, pleasantly surprised you, that you thought was going to be a bit naff and then kind of exceeded your expectations? Uh, Slime Rancher 2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'm watching that thinking, oh, this is just like an HD upgrade or something, and it's <laughs> like, oh no, it's a full new game. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I thought I thought that's really cool. Um. Like, didn't didn't really get around to play that? the first one, um, which I probably should have. Like it sounded like fun. I just never got around to playing it. I played a little bit of it, and it, it was it was interesting. Um, I didn't get very far in it, and I can't remember why. It wasn't a gameplay thing. I think it was a life thing. Hmm. I'm definitely curious to see what they've done to improve on that formula because that that felt like it was relatively complete. So I'm yeah, going to be curious to see what they've done to improve on that to have formula. Added some new slimes and that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Biggest fake out of E3? Because I know what mine is. Fake out meaning. Okay, well, I'll give you my example, and then then you can see whether you've got one. Fallout Pittsburgh. In the Microsoft conference, they start doing this this pullback trailer, announcing Fallout's Pittsburgh, and then it turns out it's a Fallout 76 DLC. (laughs) And I'm like, don't get me wrong, I'm all for more Fallout 76 DLC, but the reason to me that's the biggest fake out, they just done an entire thing about the Fallout 76 expansion that's about to come out. That's yeah. all about the fracturing of the Brotherhood, which is a really cool bit of Fallout lore. And then they start doing this pullback trailer, which traditionally is the Fallout way of announcing a new game. And while sure it didn't start on a radio or TV like it has done in the past, you still got that same feeling from it and it made sense. Mm. And you get the Pittsburgh sign, 
and you're like, oh shit, this is happening. And then the Fallout 76 logo appears. <laughs> and it's like, guys. Guys. Okay, okay. No. <laughs> okay. No, I, I don't have one like that. Fair enough. It, it just... Really? Really? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I haven't got one like that. Sticking with the... Uh... Microsoft press conference, can we take a minute to talk about Sea of Thieves? And I know this yeah. is a recurring theme for me, but oh my god, Sea of Thieves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they've finally got the, got the perfect tie-in to Sea of oh, Thieves. Oh, I, I am so surprised this has taken over three years mm-hmm. to happen. But holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah. For, for I, I anyone know, who's not quite that... following what's... For anyone who's not quite following what's happened, Sea of Thieves is getting a Pirates of the Caribbean crossover. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there is a lot of licensing negotiation that has to go on there, but Microsoft has always knew they were doing this game. Like, like immediately they should be talking to Disney about that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the logical crossover, and it looks interesting as all hell. Like, there's been a gameplay trailer release afterwards as well, and. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious as for all hell. Yeah, I have a couple of reservations. I don't know if this is going to be kind of in a separate area or if this is going to act like the Tall Tales. Yeah. Because the Tall Tales can get interrupted by other players and that can be a problem. Hopefully they've kind of worked around that. But, yeah, I'm here for that. And I must give props to... Uh, whoever the voice actor is doing Captain Jack, mm. because I'm fairly sure I read earlier in the week that that is not going to be Johnny Depp. Yeah. But by God, that's hard to tell. With that said, I'm really disappointed that it's not Johnny Depp. I mean, I, I know because... why it's not. Kind of, I get it. Say that again. I kind of get it why it's not him. I don't. I know what you're referring to, and I don't know. That's a messy situation. Let's not touch that. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm just, I'm kind of disappointed it's not, because I don't know. Like I, I'm always dubious when they try and get someone to come in to take over a voice role, because it always. Goes more, it like it always either goes really well or really to poorly, and it's just like either way, I'm excited for that game. Yeah, I just really hope the rest of the voice acting holds. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not going to be game breaking. It's not going to be completely breaking. It's just like I just want that little bit of immersion. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're coming up to nearly forty minutes. Any last thoughts? Because uh... there's one game we haven't mentioned that I've been holding on to, but I want to make sure that you've said all of the ones that you want to talk to about. Uh, yeah, there are a few indie games that I think could be really interesting. Go like, on, like Twelve Minutes. Is Twelve Minutes an indie game though? <laughs> Have you seen the talent involved? Well, okay. Fair. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm intrigued. Like, it is one that's of those. one of those games. I, 
Yeah, was that it was one of those small games that is well that you wouldn't class as triple A like you know. <laughs> okay, in, in my in my classification it's like yeah, triple A and then there's indie, but you know, it's <laughs> not that's not how it works. I get I get it. That was announced what two years ago. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like we haven't really seen much more than was shown two years I know, ago. We just I have know, a release right. date now. I know, right? So, but I, I mean, kind of get it because yeah, because it's a that's short game. The point. Yeah, it's a short game. You, you're not supposed to know what's going on. Otherwise, you just know everything about the game and yeah. the one playing it. <clears throat> yeah, that's on the list. It, it, it's. Um, which um, one is, which one is a game that is a mix of Rocket League and Fall Guys? Oh, it's a Trackmania expansion. Oh right. Uh, oh, which Trackmania is one of those weird ass games that's just like. <laughs> yeah. I, you, I don't know if you've ever seen like proper footage from Trackmania. The, the courses and things that people do in that are crazy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm kind of intrigued at that because yeah, it's it's Rocket League meets Takeshi's Castle, which is mental. Um, I'll tell you what game we haven't mentioned. Maybe there's a reason for this because <laughs> I'm just looking over the list. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go first, or shall I? <laughs> I don't like any of these Marvel games. I don't like any of these Marvel games. Like, I don't... It's Squeenix, and it's like... I just... No. Like, they're making all the same mistakes they made with the Avengers yeah. game. Yeah. The combat looks boring. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it does. Yeah. And the characters look like... Okay, you know when Halloween comes around and you get these pop-up costume shops? <laughs> yes. They look like that. I'm yeah. sorry, but they do. <laughs> yeah. Looks like something doesn't fit. Looks like a lot of things don't fit. Including... What's going on with the Rocket Raccoon? Because <laughs> they have a visual style for everything, and then you get to Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, on the I other side of that, so. they announced new DLC for Black Panther for the Avengers game. Eh. <laughs> exactly. That's literally all I have to say to that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I am if so I surprised had, that game. If I had played that game, the Marvel's Avengers, that would have definitely been my last year's like sub drop award, hundred percent. Oh man, like I don't even under. I am so surprised that game has not gone free to play. <laughs> because its player base is dying. Yeah. If not already DOA. Like, that's just not happening. I'm sorry. Like, stop trying to make it happen. <laughs> and then, I guess, like, the last one I want to mention, and this will come as 
no surprise to anyone is Halo. Okay, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> of course, got to mention Halo. And I don't know how I feel about it. It's Halo. I am a very long-term Halo fan. Like, I have been... I Well, I was involved with the Halo community, like, way back. Way, way back. Uh, one of my earliest things that I did online was, like, me and... Well, I think we said in the episode that Ian guested on, like, me and Ian used to do a Halo community thing together. Like, we used to be community leaders for a Halo community. Like, that's... I am intrigued at the story beats and the fact that they brought back Joseph Sison is like yeah okay when I saw the multiplayer at E3 I looked at it and went I'm worried and you can hear this on the on the vod on Twitch like I looked at that and went I'm really worried they're making all the same mistakes they made in Halo 5 <clears throat> But then, after the conference, they've released more stuff on the Halo website. Including full multiplayer look, including more information about campaign stuff. Yeah. And I'm kind of sat here going, why the fuck was that not in your presentation? <laughs> like, they had so much in that presentation that just... As somebody who'd kind of fallen out with 343 in the way they were handling Halo made me sit back and go, I see you, but I'm seeing all the same mistakes. And then to look at the actual stuff they put out about multiplayer and everything, like, oh, now I get it. That kind of works. What I don't get, though, is they gave it like five minutes in the middle of the presentation. Halo is the Xbox's flagship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halo is to Halo is to Xbox what Mario is to Nintendo. Yeah. Why did it only get a bit piece when they clearly had so much more information that they released after the fact? No, that's true. Like I expected that to be either their opener or their closer. Yep. Which also yeah, brings me round to what Microsoft closer was actually, which is Redfall, which looks fucking amazing <laughs> like we've only seen CGI but I'm so intrigued and I'm all the way there for that and the diversity in the cast is amazing mm -hmm. with that said have you seen what's happening with that because this is worth a giggle no what so the Redfall title has been known of for a while but no one knew what it was everyone knew that Microsoft bought Bethesda we knew that Redfall may be coming yep People figured this was the title of the next Elder Scrolls game. Uh, There's an entire subreddit community, etc. Based around Redfall, like r slash Redfall. That's an Elder Scrolls <laughs> <laughs> subreddit. Oh shit. <laughs> and then you get this, this funky ass vampire slave. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks like Left 4 Dead, but with vampires, and I'm okay with this, and this looks fucking awesome, but at the same time, uh, guys, you might want to rename your subreddit. Oops. <laughs> Just back to Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, is there anything else you want to bring up? 
I think from my side we've covered the big things. Yeah, um, yeah. Looking forward to Flight Sim coming to Xbox. Oh yes, that's end of this end of next month. Massively. Uh, that looks so, pretty. Yeah, July twenty seventh. That's right. Yeah, but, uh, there are lots of things I want to do. Uh, you're doing a jiggle, so go. Can I mention one more game? Of course. Fucking Metroid Five. <laughs> I don't know how I managed to get this long without mentioning it. Where the fuck did Metroid 5 come from? I don't know. I don't know. What's it? And the thing is, right, so did you watch the way they revealed that? No. Because the way they revealed that was a trip. So they're doing the whole talking to camera thing. Mm -hmm. And And they come out with just like, just so you know, we're still working on Metroid Prime 4 and and we're like... We just need a little bit more time before we can have something to show you, which we kind of expected because they completely threw everything out and restarted development. But in the meantime, here's here's this from somewhere else in the Metroid universe. And then they show you this CG, or it might be a cutscene, I'm not 100% sure, of Samus. And you're watching it, and you're watching the robot thing, and you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, what's this going to be? And then you just get Metroid 5. <laughs> and I'm kind of sat there going, bitch, you haven't even fucking shown anything of 4 yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking this is in the same continuity, and then it switches over into the 2D perspective, and it's like, oh no, this isn't a continuation. This, well, no, it is a continuation, but this isn't like... This isn't related to that bit of Metroid canon. This is the side-scrolling Metroidvania canon. Oh, fuck yes. This is the first time in 20 years we've had a side-scrolling Metroid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm all the way there for that. That's yeah. probably going to be a game that I stream because I I miss 2D Metroid. Fair, fair 2D Metroid was one of my big games as a kid because like, I had uh, Metroid on... I'm not even going to remember which one it was, but it was one of the Game Boys. And I played that game to death. I think I restarted and finished that game five separate times. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we, we've all had one of those games. Yeah. So let's actually round it out before this runs on extensively. Yeah. Winner of E3 this year. Oh, it's Microsoft. Right. <laughs> Yeah. It's like Microsoft that have kind of struggled a little bit in the start of the Series X and S because what am I going to play on it apart from what's on the last gen? Just kind of went, hold my beer. Yeah. I, that's what I've been waiting for in the last few years. They've been building up to this E3. Like, oh, yeah. They just announced everything. You see, I was expecting them to not have much coming out before the end of the year either because of the way Corona's uh, messed things up. But, no, Microsoft Microsoft uh, came out and went, we've got the big guns. Yeah, I think this year was the conference they wanted to do last year. Yeah, it kind of feels like it, doesn't it? Hmm. Biggest loser? Difficult to tell. Uh, <laughs> they could have say, um, especially e, um, EA has still got to do their thing, the separate thing. 
They have. We are recording this a little bit before that, but yeah. Excepting EA, then who do you think the biggest loser is so far? Square Enix. Yeah, I was literally <laughs> just like it's for me. It's a toss up bet- between Square Enix and Ubisoft, but I think it has to be Square Enix <laughs> because they've not shown anything new. To be fair, no. Oh, well, okay, no, they have. They've shown Guardians, which we've already pointed out why that's just me. Eh. They've showed what? I mean, Guardians the Final might Fantasy as well just... Orange. Say again, sorry. Might as well just be, you know, might as well just be a DLC to Avengers. I don't know. You know what? I can't. I I have no reason to actually like put this out there. There's no evidence of this at all. Let me make this very clear. This is speculation. I would not be surprised if we found out later down the line that that started life as a DLC, and then they saw where the tide was going. Mm. Uh, they announced Final Fantasy Origins prequel thing, and then it was just more of the same, really. Like. Yeah. There was nothing in there that excited me. It's like, oh, we're remaking this, and oh, we're remaking this, and this is kind of new, but it's more of the... It's just, I don't know. Squeenix always disappoint. Which is a big shame, because Squeenix have some interesting IPs. Just, damn, they never really. do anything that I like with them. And it might just be the not my genre, but... I can but get with on that. with some Final Fantasies, but, you know... Uh, they've never really landed for me. But, I don't know. But yeah, there we go. That's so, we're happy crowning up. Xbox Bethesda as the winner and Squeenix as the loser of E3, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, with that, I think we have covered the majority of E3 at this point. I don't think there's anything major we need to recover. As I mean, we said, this is just a yeah. quick bonus episode. Exactly. Exactly. You don't come to us for gaming news, do you? <laughs> if you do, you're way behind the curve. <laughs> 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 but no, like this is it's it's been an interesting E three. It's not been the best one we've had on record. Let's absolutely put that out there. But considering the circumstances of this last year or so, it's been been a a pretty good conference. There was a lot. There was a lot. But should we leave it there, Chris? Yeah. we approach the uh, (laughs) time? Um, I have been Simon. I've been Chris. If they want to find us, where can they find us, Chris? Find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, at Master. No, not at Mastodon. Uh, <laughs> Shall we try Mastodon. that again? <laughs> you realise that's going in because it's like <laughs> straight up. This is going to be an early edit. <laughs> yeah. Let's try that again. Where can they find us, Chris? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at TBNJ Podcast, uh, and on Mastodon as TBNJ Podcast at Wolf Group. And you can also find us on Twitch at TBNJ Podcasts. Uh, yeah, leave us a voice message at anger.fm forward slash TBNJ Podcasts. That's right. Yeah. Our next episode will be out next week as standard on Friday. Yes. That will be dealing with the history of Pride. 
Yay. which will be interesting to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we just thought we'd drop a really quick and dirty edit, like extra podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We shall see you in the next episode that's a full episode. Hey, bye. Bye. This episode was edited by TVNJ Chris. Thought off. Our soundboard comprises 43 audio. The opening and ending music is Quarter Conundrum by DOAK. Thank you for listening to Team Facts and Joysticks. <laughs>